Hello everyone and welcome back to another series of The Public Eye, a six-part series of podcasts brought to you by Granite Exchange. I'm your host, Sarah Travers, and for those of you who tune in already, you'll know that throughout the series, I speak with local entrepreneurs and business owners to learn more about how the companies have come to be, to gain insight into their growth, and find out how they continue to innovate. So, wherever you get your podcasts from, remember to keep an eye out for new episodes and subscribe to stay up to date. Now, a very tasty one coming up uh, for you today. I'm joined in the podcast studio by Michael Nugent, founder of, and this is the thing, Nugalato or new gelato. We will come to that in a minute. You're very welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, sir. Great to be here. So before we begin, a little bit of background. And for this background, I'm actually going to have to go way back. Back, in fact, to 1900, when Jack Nugent was born in the seaside town of Newcastle, County Down. Jack sails to America seeking work opportunities. In 1928, the ice cream dream all started when he receives a letter from his mother asking him to come home and start a business. Jack had a dream of making ice cream and spent a year perfecting his craft. So then Jack and his family opened the Strand Ice Cream Parlour and Home Bakery. At that time, Jack was the first non-Italian to perfect the art of making ice cream in Ireland. And the tradition of ice cream making passed down through the family to Michael Sr. Fast forward to 2015 and the man sitting in front of me now, Michael Nugent Jr., opened Nugalato, locating its first ice cream boutique in Newcastle, which created the best ice cream experience in the UK and Ireland. Michael, my goodness, what a family history. What a story. What a story. And you know what's so fascinating for me is that you were the first non-Italian family to do this because really the Italians had it sewn up on the yeah, island. Yeah, the up Italians until that point. came and they they took over. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, basically, like uh, we all know, some of the famous famous Italian kind of names throughout Ireland making ice cream. But yeah, uh, my uh, our wee family history they uh, they started their own. Irish version, I suppose, used drawing on, obviously, Italian influence. Um, so tell me about, um, you know, Jack. What did he do to perfect his craft out there? Did he work for some Italians? Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he spent his time in Chicago, from what I'm led to believe, and there was a bit of an Italian, maybe it was more of a gangster uh, <laughs> element over there in the Italians. He wasn't into that type of crack, but the... Um, no, he would have... Uh, okay, I don't know, he just he developed this... He must have seen it. Or he must have tasted it. Uh, he just had a dream of of coming home and making it. He, it seemed, in his eyes, something different that could be done in Newcastle. And like a good boy, he listened to his mummy. Yeah, that was funny. We have the original letter. It was um, oh, do you? yeah, we have it uh, framed and stuff. Um, basically, his mum obviously maybe wanted to get him home. Jack actually came from a a big family. There was. Um, I think he had maybe 10 or 11 brothers and sisters. So there was, a, there was a lot of them. So I don't know what was made him so special that she wanted him home. But mm-hmm. she had seen a wee opportunity. Two, two cottages became uh, available uh, were to be sold. And he they, they thought there was a good opportunity for him to get a cafe in that side of the town. And when you actually look at your Facebook page or your website, you've beautiful 
old photographs up there and you know what just they just there's just joy comes out of them everyone is happy and smiling yeah it seems to be like you look back with um a lot of kind of nostalgia and imagine how how things were back then and as you said it was very it seemed to be a very exciting time it would have been a very tough time throughout sure as well you know they don't have all the the modern tech that we have but everybody seemed to be happy and I suppose they were getting to make ice cream so well obviously you know the ice cream went down very well with all the holiday makers that loved going to Newcastle you added another dimension were you the first people to be selling ice cream in Newcastle no funny um was around if we we were very close to be the first if we weren't the first but there was uh, there's another italian kind of family came <laughs> into the town around the same time and I think it was, I don't know who started it first, but um, I think we did. Yeah, of course <laughs> you did, but was it the ice cream wars it or was, did you work I, together? There, no, there's always a, an element of rivalry, I think, back then, you know, but um, yeah, it was healthy competition. This podcast is sponsored by Granite Legal Services, a niche business and immigration law practice located in the heart of Newry City. Granite Legal Services provides legal advice to both individuals and companies alike across a wide range of industries, from employment, commercial or corporate law matters to immigration law. Granite Legal Services focuses on providing legally sound, practical advice to its clients. To get in touch, visit www.granitelegalservices.co.uk or contact 028 3026 2200. So obviously it's passed down through the generations then to your dad and uh, in 2015 that's where you really started to make your mark. What was that Yeah, like? it was amazing. Basically, um, I have, like my father, they continued on kind of the, the strand business and making ice cream and like they had a big home bakery. That uh, was the focus kind of throughout the 70s and 80s. Um, always he always had a like a love for the ice cream side of it, and that kind of passed through to me. Albeit, I went to Queens and done civil engineering and <laughs> kind of uh, went around the world and seen a few things or whatever. But it, from all my travels, I, I suppose I was influenced by certain things that I had seen and encountered and tastes like Italian gelato. Um, so I kind of came home and worked hard to develop our own recipes and drawing in different experiences to make what we believe is the ultimate ice cream experience. Mm. So we opened our doors in 2015 and we haven't really looked back since. It's been a bit of a, a whirlwind. So do you think the fact that you went and did civil engineering at Queen's, were you trying to deny the ice cream that was in your veins? No, I kind of, I always harboured an ice cream dream. Um, did you? Yeah, um, like if you speak to... Any of my mates, I suppose, I didn't realise it or appreciate it at the time, but I've been talking about ice cream and opening <laughs> ice cream shops um, for years. You know, I'm sure me. your friends loved you when you were young. The uh, fact that your dad <laughs> you know, sorted them out cream. with uh, the odd ice cream uh, on the house, but charge them now for yeah. making up for it. <laughs> um, so whenever you took it over, you, you obviously brought that creativity that Aye. you have and you needed to innovate. Well, that, that was it. Basically, okay, in a sense, we didn't actually essentially take over. We, yeah, um, started again. We started new in a different location. So the Strand ran parallel, albeit we'd done our thing 
very differently. Um, so yeah, we, we just brought something else to the table. We could see a gap in the market for indulgence and creative indulgence and ice cream, you know. So uh, especially being Newcastle, it's a seaside town. I suppose anybody could sell ice cream in Newcastle, but um, yeah, we made it a wee bit different. And we designed it in such a way that it wasn't going to be seasonal. We wanted it to be an all-year-round business. Mm -hmm. uh, we were never... As I said, we knew we had something special being created. And it was just... We'd drawn an innovation, really. Like As I said, like we didn't reinvent the wheel totally, but we definitely um, improved... Uh, upon what has ever been before, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you talked there sort of about that luxury and that, you know, people wanting those lovely experiences, and that's all about the recipes, really, yes. and that's really where you come into your own. And It, it really is. I'm kind of... You mentioned the civil engineering, and I suppose uh, engineering is all about mathematics and formulas. So is ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I became... Uh, Growing up, I would have been familiar with all the ingredients, but all the ingredients do different things. They all have a different different measurements would enhance a certain product and add this kind of characteristic to it. So it was interesting um, to come up with the what we believe is a perfectly balanced and And are you chief ice cream, cream taster or do you have oh, a team or do you need anybody to help out with that uh, job? Uh, well, I would definitely be um, the chief one now, but uh, my wife and... The whole family would all be involved. But yes, any time you want to come down, you could be the chief tester. Right, I'm coming for with our you new products. <laughs> after the, straight after this, I absolutely adore ice cream. And I am kind of fascinated. So tell me about the, the recipes themselves. Where do you get your ingredients? Where do you get your ideas? Where do you get your inspiration? Well, obviously, it's Italian gelato or, or Irish version of Italian gelato. So um, we're very much inspired by them. All, where possible, we use local ingredients. Obviously, our milk and things come from the local areas. However, we do kind of get our other ingredients from all throughout the, the world, really, to get the best products available for us to make. Ice cream, I suppose, like, for example, vanilla would come from Madagascar. You mean, there's other wow. things come from Spain, Italy. You know, countries that are traditionally known for growing the certain uh, products or, you know, fruit and, uh, that we use to, to flavour it, you know. And people come from all over to, to taste the sensations. And the thing is as well, what I find amazing over this last year is you've grown and grown and grown. And how many premises do you have yeah, now? Yeah, well, funnily, you mentioned people did come. And, and I suppose we knew we had something different, but we always had hoped to... to grow and expand but we wanted to make it something in Newcastle that is amazing that would inspire and attract people and thankfully we did do that so in that regard our growth while it was something we had hoped for was actually quite organic mm -hmm. we used to be um, every night as I said we, we changed it from a seasonal business to a year round business and every night we would notice people from Newry coming in droves every night throughout the winter time, coming, oh, would you please open a Newry, open a Newry. And then we thought, God, maybe there's a, an opening there for us in Newry. Mm -hmm. So then we opened up a Newry within a year of opening our first boutique in Newcastle. And then 
we had to uh, we had to expend a bit of money and try to increase our production capabilities, and then that allowed us to open up more. So then we opened up one in Bangor. Uh, then it was quite funny. A uh, good customer of ours from the Craigavon Portadown area, they uh, they set up an online petition <laughs> to get us. It was completely, you know Are what you I mean. Serious? Yeah, they go. That was driven by. They the was driven by the people. Wow. So the people asked, and we, uh, how could we refuse Being that? Delivered. So then um, we were in Stromillis. Then we opened up in Belfast. Then Portadown. Then Cookstown. Ballymena is coming, and a few others. You see, it's so exciting, but for anybody else listening this now that maybe is at that stage with their business that they know they've got something good, but then they're thinking about growing or scaling that business and it requires a lot of risk and it requires a lot of money. Um, How brave do you have to be at that moment to do it? Uh, You have to be very brave. Um, Like, we kind of, it's in our nature to take risks. Not everybody would be as adverse to taking risks but it was the best thing that we ever done was opening Newry because we could see god we can operate in two sites you know what i mean not but again we have the capabilities i came from a family that ice cream is in our veins mm-hmm. i suppose so you know like we can kind of adapt and turn our hand to anything in the ice cream world i suppose so it's just as if you had the resources and capabilities to take the plunge why not? I suppose. And then you're at the head of the business, but then you, re- you it requires good staff. It requires that loyalty. It requires people to have the same passion as you have yeah. to make sure that that quality, because you can't be in everywhere in every one of those. No, one hundred percent. Well, I was very lucky. My wife, uh, she would be very active and heavily involved in the business. Like she's very creative. She's very hardworking, uh-huh. and you know what I mean. So. Like, we, we both kind of, it was our brainchild, I suppose, and, like, it's kind of like our wee baby mm-hmm. that we look after. <laughs> and as it has grown, you had mentioned other people have come into the business, but we find, like, we, while we do offer franchises at the minute, each, each of the franchises, like, they came to us because they had the attraction, the appeal. The so appeal it's a was franchise. There. That's the way it works now. That's how it works as as we're getting bigger now, you know. Okay, so you have Newcastle and you have Newry. Yep. Are the others franchises? And then the other ones are franchises. And do you think this is the way to you'll it's continue a, to go? Yeah, it's a, like it's the way to go. I suppose franchising wasn't necessarily the the route that we had planned originally, but it was. We c- you just mentioned we can't be everywhere. No. Um, and when we seen good people excited by our product and the whole experience you know what i mean it was generally they've been good good matches i suppose so no it's it's worked well i suppose it's a model that's uh, been around for a long time mcdonald's always uh, springs yeah. to mind for me but what how do you look for the right franchisee we just um obviously <laughs> it's very hard to get the fr- that's the, the the biggest challenge in franchising is getting the right people um suppose obviously you'll you'll kind of get a feel for a person whenever you you meet them uh what do you look for just kind of honesty willingness um just an excitement a passion for working and somebody who's prepared to do the work you know what i mean like nothing's easy in this world you know um and 
even ice cream takes a lot of hard work and there's a lot of hours involved. But if you work at anything, you can make a success of it, you know. So what's a kind of a, a, a typical day for you then, Michael? No. Typical day now, I suppose as as time has gone on, I'm maybe less in the stores, like selling ice cream and stuff. So we, um, funny, we just recently... Uh, done a whole big factory uh, revamp there so we've got uh, a lot more uh, production capability so you'd find me in a, on a day-to-day kind of in the office making sure all everybody's happy or, or around the kind of franchise network within our own stores if anything needs addressed and I can do it I'll fix it or I'll get the right people in to fix it then I'll be down in the factory making sure that the enough ice cream's being made yeah. and the ice cream's going to where it should be going and things like that. But it's just a continuous cycle. You never know what exactly you're going to come up or meet next, you know. And how challenging has the past year been for you? Um, it has been challenging for everybody. Um, as you know, the we were quite... We were, we were able to adapt very quickly Um and that's kind of one of our strengths as a business is our adaptability. We actually won an award, an Irish News Award for being adaptable. Brilliant. Um, and so we were qu- very quickly mobilised into a delivery service. Uh, we developed a, what we call a nuggy pack, <laughs> uh, which comprised of all people's favourite ice creams and toppings and sauces and, and essentially in a, in a pack. So that went very well. It was... Great, it was something different and quite unique at the start. And who came up with that idea? Well, that was me uh, <laughs> in the garden, really. Um, there's only so much uh, fence painting I could do in the... <laughs> it was, this is in the initial lockdown yeah, when yeah. everything was very serious. Mm-hmm. Um, after a few weeks, like as I said, me and Katrina were like, you know, because we, I have an also, I have also got a wee juice bar in Newcastle and we do a, like a detox pack. Oh. So I was saying to Katrina, I was just like, you know, we could maybe do an ice cream pack like we do in the detox packs. And then we kind of just thought, God, you know, we could. Yeah. So um, very quickly, we were very lucky that we had the machinery that was able to do a lot of them very quickly. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and how far were you delivering then? Oh, uh, we were delivering like all around, well, all around County Down and Belfast, really. Um, and everybody was loving it. Everybody was loving it now. Oh, because as I said, it was very good. We started off in the in the, in the immediate locality of Newcastle. Then it was like obviously Castlewell and Kilcoo, their surrounding areas. But then suddenly we were getting overwhelmed by Portadown. So we used to then do like a collection service. So the van would come up pull up to the town and then Portadown loves you yeah they did love us oh, they still do, <laughs> they do I think they yes still they still do, do. Um, but no it was very exciting see no. the delivery van and everything yes. and, and are you keeping that going then uh, no, we still do the packs but we're not so much the delivery service now because we've, we're busy enough to get the ice cream out to our own stores and do you know what's lovely is, is is sort of the change in in culture in that cafe culture in that evening nighttime economy for yes. ice cream you know, you're staying open, and as you said, it's not a seasonal business. But, you know, not everybody, well, we certainly couldn't go to bars and restaurants, but, you know, it might have been a nice thing to take a stroll and have an ice cream in well, the Well, that's it. Newcastle is definitely, um, Newcastle, for example, it's it's a lovely place to come and go for a walk mm-hmm. along the promenade or whatever, especially in the longer evenings. Um, but as you said, like the bar industry 
people still want to go out and have a good night out, but the people who don't, they maybe still want to get out anyway, yeah. and that's where we come in, you know. Yeah, absolutely, and I and I love to see that. I mean, I live up on the north coast yes. as well, and you know, along Port Stewart Prom, it is lovely to see all of those places open now in the evenings yes. for people who, you know, you just don't want to shut the door at six o'clock and that's it for yeah. the evening. You can continue your conversations and your chat and yeah, and have we, a little were, we were very. In, like very influenced by our customers and we could see that that's what our customers it's wanted, very european it was yeah, yeah drawn in on the italian influence i suppose and then if you just look at the change in ice cream as well uh, it's all about the display too when you actually do go to a store it's it's the presentation which absolutely again you've the Italians were maybe doing it first, but it's now all the toppings and yeah. the biscuits and the. I mean, it's incredible. We, we uh, to be honest with you, we don't go too overboard. I would rather see a, a messy cabinet that's selling ice cream rather <laughs> ah. than a pristine thing. Albeit, we do take good care of our cabinets, but yeah, no, they. So that would be something that you would say maybe watch out for. Yeah, you don't touch it, don't ruin it. Uh, <laughs> No, as I said, like I, uh, as long as it's been scooped and people are yeah. coming to buy, you know what I mean. As long as they're happy with the taste. So solve another uh, issue for me. I brought it up at the start. Your name is Nugent, yes. but people are saying Nugelato, Nugelato, Nugelato. Please tell us what is the truth. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it can be anything you want it to be. <laughs> really, um, basically. As, it, as you have, we've heard it all, I suppose, but strictly speaking, it's from Nugent and Gelato. We combine the Two. the names very smartly. Very um, So, strictly speaking, it should be that, but everything is nuggy. The fun element comes from the nuggy. The nuggy. And you the nuggy I mean? pots. And the nuggy and pots, the nuggy, the nuggy mm-hmm. burritos, mm. the nuggy cups, nuggy cones, nuggy... Nuggy Burr, we've got so a So if, if you were just talking about your business, you would say Nuggelato. I would say Nuggelato, but if I was on the phone to a new supplier, I would say New Gelato. Oh, for goodness sake. So right, I, guess so I even confuse <laughs> myself sometimes. And Tuesdays and Wednesdays do this. <laughs> Thursdays <laughs> and Fridays do this. Okay, so Nuggelato, the Nuggy Pots and, and the Nuggy Burrito. Just tell me about what is in the Nuggy Burrito. I know. Well, I haven't had one. As I said, like we kind of we're draw, we've drawn influence from all our experiences throughout the world and obviously when you think of burritos it's a Mexican food so we kind of combined our ice creams with what we could to make a a burrito in an ice cream sweet treat world so basically it actually came as quite funny um I was actually making a a crepe Mm -hmm. one time and my sister was talking to me about a burrito and I was just like, hold on. <laughs> and then that was the... It was born. It was born. I mean, it's it was very unique. It was, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it was the first one in the in the world at that time. Ice cream burrito. So talk me through, is there a mixture of hot and cold? Or it was. Oh, so right. you have to heat the crepe and um, then you fold it like a burrito with your ice cream and sauces and favourite toppings. And then it. what? There's tin foil to keep it all tin together? Tin foil around it and then oh. you just peel away at it. And it's surprisingly, you can bite into it uh, without... Having that cold <laughs> yes, sensation yes. in your teeth, I think the it's like the the crepe forms a protective layer in that regard. Actually, sounds good. It actually is amazing to be honest. Is with you. I wouldn't right? mind one now. Yeah. Is that your favorite? I uh, kind of, I I can kind of go through everything. Really, I go through everything in the menu, kind of at different times. You know, but it's hard to beat a nuggy pot. That's so what talk we're us through for. the nuggy pot then. The nuggy pot was very. It's our unique product. Mm-hmm. It's our. Um, 
So our, that's what everybody wants. That's what everybody everybody wants a nuggie pot. It was the original and best nuggie pot. Um, it's just uh, people's favorite sauces and people's favorite toppings and favorite ice cream. So you personalize. You it? personalize it. Gotcha. And that's why people can get creative. We do have a set menu, but people, as I said, it they can get exactly what they want. It's a bespoke ice cream for them every time. Every time they can be different. There's over a thousand possibilities you can get. And I was just wondering, uh, you know, you say that is the favourite, but what is the favourite flavour of ice cream? Um, kind of, sometimes, it can be seasonal at times, but it's hard, like we are, we are, our best ice, all our ice cream is lovely, but it all comes from vanilla base, mm-hmm. and our vanilla is the best ice cream. Best ice cream vanilla. about, you really can't. And we make it fresh in store, it's the freshest ice cream you will get in right? the country. Okay. Yeah, I am definitely heading uh, to Newcastle or indeed to Portadown where they well, are. Only one, across you know, the road. one across the road in Newry, so <laughs> right, that's where I'm nipping out after this. Um, since starting your business, what are the biggest challenges you've faced and the lessons that you've learned from those? Um, biggest challenges would be we, we constantly put pressure on ourselves to be innovative and creative. We try not to, we try to be original all the time and that's kind of so we have a passion for that um our biggest challenge was whenever people obviously see it being successful and then breeds more competition so you obviously have to always try to stand out from the pack you know um and do you ever doubt yourself not really like you kind of just go with it if something doesn't work you just you mean shelve it and do something else i suppose or try something new um I'm working with your wife as well. How does that work? I uh, well, Katrina, she's uh, she's actually a, a barrister also. Um, so she's kind of she could be in court one day and right. then she'd be coming in to help me with ice cream serving wars. ice cream yeah. in, the <laughs> in the evening. No, but uh, it's been great. Like we're both kind of. I can't speak for anybody, but Katrina's been amazing. We both work very well together. You know, and it's great to have that sounding board and that trusted friend well that's it like it's like we literally live ice cream honest to god it's morning noon and night we can't get away from it through choice and through our uh just the nature of it so i know it's been great as i said we both are very passionate about it um and we both like are kind of relentless in our pursuit of making it the best do you enjoy being your own boss? Because with that comes from, you know, everybody thinks, oh, I've run my own business. That must be, you know, where, you know, it's hard work. You, As you say, you never get away from it. But yeah, do you, you love being, could you okay, work for anybody I else? I don't think, I don't, because uh, you know it often said, I don't think anybody else would have me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's maybe I'm better off being my own boss. Listen, it's like anything. It has great perks and it's amazing because I suppose we get to, demonstrate our creativity and bring products that we want to bring to people um but i it has its ups and downs has its challenges but yeah overall i'm happy to be my own boss yeah and when you think you know the ice cream dream all started in the family uh almost well it is a hundred years ago now it's over a hundred nearly a hundred years ago now what do you think granda jack could make of it all now I know, well, it's a very different time now. Um, I'd say, I'm sure they'd be happy enough now, to be honest with you. It's, it's always been a, I don't know what ambitions he harboured, as I said. Like they were maybe 
Newcastle centred. Uh, you know they they had their shop in Newcastle and ever, but we I always felt that we and we believed in our product that we could bring it to other places. We want to bring the best to the rest, I suppose. So I'd say they'd be happy with us, you know. Shocked, in another maybe. in another hundred years, where do you see the business? I see. Um, I don't. I don't see why it couldn't be the the, ice, the McDonald's of the ice cream world. I'd be expecting. I'm hoping that we're going to go. We're going to take over Northern Ireland first, and then maybe go further afield. You know, world domination. Yeah, as I said, we've drawn the influence. We've got that passion and drive, and I don't see why not. It's as good as what there is out there. And what's the ice cream industry like? You know, worldwide, because I know you travel a lot. You go to yeah. Italy, and the Italians absolutely pride themselves in 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 their ice cream. But what is it like? Is it is is it ruthless? Is it? It's a well. It's very ruthless in, in Northern Ireland. Here, yeah. it's very competitive. Yeah. Um, I would say it's probably one of the most competitive places on the planet. And right. I, I don't say that. Like, see, even like we're from South Down. The amount of independent ice cream makers in this small area is frightening really you know um but yeah no i as i said we're very different we're not just the the same so i i believe there'll be room for us anywhere well i hope so now the final question i ask everyone uh, michael the purpose of this podcast is i suppose to inspire existing business owners and those ambitious entrepreneurs out there to either begin or grow their business, which you've done hugely uh, successfully by offering an insight into the success of companies such as yours. What advice would you give to anyone listening to this right now who may have a business idea but has no idea where to begin or are unsure as to whether or not the risk is worth taking? I think you have to believe in what you're doing. You have to have an understanding. You have to want to and have that desire to work at something to make it a success. I would say just it has to be it's it's a very personal thing, I suppose. You you have to believe in yourself and you have to believe in what you're doing. And if you believe that you can make a change for the better or you can change something for the better, I would say try it if you can. There's no reason why not. Um give it a go. Give it a go. As I said, as long just try to be different and try to be unique and I think who knows could be and it, you know what I mean it doesn't have to be in, in any industry you know what I mean it can be like you think something's already been done before but you can make something better well I hope in a hundred years from now that this little time capsule moment yes. has been captured and and you have taken over the world yeah, well, with we'll work new gelato or new gelato <laughs> we'll have to nail down what the we'll have is. to nail down that someday <laughs> but um, for the minute we'll go between the two of them I think uh, you know just to leave everybody with this thought, um, if you have a look at the website, you have a look at the Facebook page, there's a gorgeous quote up there. We want to put happiness in your hand to brighten your day and give you that feeling that everything is okay, which is just exactly what ice cream does. It does, yeah. yeah. It uh, yeah, brightens up the, the dullest of days. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you. This podcast was recorded in Granite Podcast Studio. Interested in starting up your own podcast but don't know how? Granite Podcast Studio can help. Record your podcast in our state-of-the-art studio, which is based in the heart of Newry City. 
Our studio has cutting-edge and user-friendly technology and can seat up to four people. We also provide an editing service for our team using your guidance and editing notes to provide you with a flawless finished product, leaving your listeners wanting more. For more information on how you can get started, visit www.granitepodcaststudio.com.